When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. It is Monday, December 11th, and the Ravens are coming off a 37-31 win over the LA Rams at M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday. The win improved the Ravens to 10-3 on the season. They are sitting at first place in the AFC and the AFC North, and there's four games left in the regular season. After the game, head coach John Harbaugh met with the media for his regular Monday afternoon press conference today. All right, great seeing everybody. Uh, just uh, after action, reporting and looking at the game and uh, taking everything we can from it in terms of opportunities to you know, continue to improve going forward. Real happy with the performance. Love the way the guys played. Love the way they fought. Uh, the plays that were made down the stretch and throughout the game, really that made the difference in the game. Those are all, um, those are all the things that are exciting to watch and the difference makers, December football. All that, so uh, that's been great. And uh, but really, now we kind of turn our attention toward Jacksonville, and uh, we've got a real big, important conference game down there on Sunday Night Football, and our guys will be focused on that after today. So, what questions you have, John? Uh, any more updates, uh, especially on Kyle Hamilton as far as injury? Yeah, Kyle looks like he'll be day to day, so we'll see uh, as we go through the week. He'll have a chance to play in this game. Uh, Devin might be a little more extended. Uh, we'll just we'll learn more as the week goes on, but it could be could be uh, more than a week, so we'll just have to see. On, uh, on Kyle, there were reports out there that it was an MCL sprain. Yeah, I mean it's like not really getting into the diagnosis of exactly what it was, but uh, uh, he's day to day. John, we saw you rotate both offensive tackles, you know, Ronnie and Morgan Moses. What went into that? You know, was that something you? Discussed with them, and is that something you anticipate doing more of moving forward? Yeah, that was the plan going forward. I, I don't know. I don't know. They both played pretty well. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, of course, Pat, I play like he always does. And then uh, Daniel, to get those reps in there, I think he had one probably that he want back. Other than that, I thought he played uh, the rest of the really solid reps in there and did a good job. Uh, just with the, the two situations with the guys physically, you know, uh, Ronnie and uh, Morgan that helped us, that they were all on board for it. The idea was to. Uh, you know, split the workload up a little bit and, and, uh, and also help Ronnie and Morgan be the strongest they could be in the fourth quarter. That was our thinking, and it sure turned out to be a wise move. It was Joe D's idea, and I thought it was a really good idea. It worked out great. You would, you would express optimism that the two weeks might be really good for Ronnie, and it simply looked like that was the case yesterday. Was that, was that your impression? Yeah, that was my impression. Uh, Childs, he, he thought he had a good game. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think he's going to build off that. Yeah, it looked really good. I mean, it's a tough, we had a tough job with those guys. We had... Did a pretty good job of neutralizing 
number 99, and, uh, and uh, he, had, he had his plays. You know, he made some plays, but we also we got him blocked a number of times too, so I, I was kind of proud of that for the guys. And, uh, but, but when you do that, when you send so much attention to the one player, then you've got other, other guys in one-on-one -on -one battles, and they've got to win. So, uh, and they did a pretty good job of that throughout the course of the game, too, overall. Definitely a winning job. Coach, um, 26 rushes, 43 pass attempts. Were you okay with that balance? Or is that just basically the looks that Carolina was giving you, know, they were giving you yesterday? As far as well, I mean, I think we had 25 plays in two minutes, you know, so that probably accounts for a lot of that. When you're in two minutes that often, you're going to have – those are going to be almost all passes. So, uh, you know, it's probably – that generally skewed more toward pass if you just look at it, just, just those numbers. But 25 two-minute plays probably had a lot to do with that. Coach, uh, a couple of routes I wanted to ask you about. After the game, Odell said he ran the wrong route that worked out for the touchdown. Uh, and also, what did you see after looking at the film from Rashad Bateman, that play that was missed there, where it appeared that he maybe slowed down or didn't understand the route? Yeah, I think just generally that's all part of it. <clears throat> when you look at the National Football League, I, I, I can tell you that a lot of things aren't perfect out there. A lot of things are adjustments are made, whether it's a, somebody hears something a certain way or, or – or, runs the route a little differently or takes off or scramble drills it or whatever they do. I think that uh, kind of that kind of uh, variance, you know, that kind of adjustment kind of thing is all part of it. And sometimes you do hear the thing the wrong way or you don't do it quite right or, you know, uh, the deep routes should be run full speed all the way through there all the time. Uh, nine out of ten times you're probably not going to get the ball, you know, so you don't want the one time to be maybe that you didn't think you are going to get the ball maybe be the one that slows down a little bit. but. I can tell you that Bate has been, just specifically to, to Rashad, he's been running those routes all year fast. I mean, he's been fast all year. He's been taking the top off coverage, doing a great job of that. He plays really hard. So, you know, it's just, just keep working on all those details, try to get better every single day at all the little things in the passing game. John, what do you think about Zay? Three touchdowns in the last two games for him. Just the way that his game has matured to this point in his rookie season. Well, yeah, you just work really hard for the opportunity that when it does come up, you know, you're prepared to make the play and you make the play. I mean, third and 17, after that crazy, you know, operation, you know, what is it going to be? Was he down? Was he up? What's, what's the down distance? How, many time, how much time is it going to be? Nobody really knew. All of a sudden, the time goes off the clock and we're in third and 17. becomes a hugely critical play in the game because it's probably going to be our only chance to win the game. And then Lamar and Zay come up with that play, you know, and I think that's just the – the uh, outcome of a bunch of hard work, you know, throughout the course of the, of the season on that particular route, but also scramble. Lamar's moving. He finds him. Zay makes the play on the run, makes the catch. Uh, I think the punt return's a lot like that, too. You know, we were talking to our guys, and you guys have asked me questions. You know, what's wrong with the punt return? What's wrong with this or that? It's like, well, we just keep working on it, you know? And you keep working every single, every single practice, as you guys see, on all the little details of everything you do, because no two plays are ever the same, with the, uh, the hope and the intention that, when a person, a player gets in a situation, he's going to be able to make a right choice and make a good play, and all of a sudden, you know, that kind of, that advent moment happens, you know. So um, I think that's part of it with Zay, and it's part of it with all the guys. Speaking of that, of that touchdown to Zay, uh, Lamar talked last night about how Nelly said he was going to clear the safety out on that route to open up the back for Zay Flowers. For, for Nelly to kind of take on that selfless role, open it up for a teammate, what, what's it to say about about him and the kind of teammate he's been this season? Well, I'm, I, I tell you about Nelly, just like, I don't know about he's. I'm going to uh, decide to open it up. I mean, that's the route, you know, and he could have easily gotten the ball if the coverage had played a certain way. 
So, uh, but it played, it played that way, and I think it's designed that way. If, they, if it goes that way, then you got, you got two routes coming in behind an out route. But Nelly has played that way all season. He played that way the whole game. I mean, he flies around, man. He plays so hard. Every route, he runs just as perfect as he can. Every block, you see him run down the field chasing after blocks. You know, he's, he's one of those leaders that, uh, you know, leads by example. He's also got a good way of saying things, too. But uh, he's, he's selfless, yeah, because he does everything as hard as he can every single time. But also, when he gets the ball, He's pretty darn good, too. I mean, gosh, he's made some great catches for us, too, and some big plays. And he did in this game. His two-minute catches in this game were the difference probably in the game. John, watching Martin, after watching the game-winning punt return touchdown, you know, since we last talked to you, anything kind of catch your eye about that play that, you know, you, maybe you didn't see yesterday when we talked to you? Yeah, I, the thing about the punt return is kind of the example of, the, of all the little things that go into it and all the individual battles that are taking place and choices that have to be made. I thought the gunner, we blocked the gunners really well the whole game, single and vice. Jalen Armour Davis's block on the, on the first guy down the field was phenomenally good technique. You know, he had what we call a C-patch block. Uh, he did it exceptionally well. The vice was really good. We also had a finish in the vice. We had a peel and a climb, so we, we picked up an extra block there. I thought guys made great decisions on the vertical, the trail blocks. Sometimes you got to go put your hand across and make it. We had that happen twice. One time I uh, got the hand all the way across with Trenton Simpson and cut, cut, his, cut the guy off. The next time, uh, the next block down the field was Charlie, who went to go for the C patch, the front jersey, ended up getting his hand in front, just kind of sealed him just enough and kept him, off the, kept him off the deal without putting his hands on his back. That's hard to do. Did a great job with that. And then downfield, Josh Ross had a great climb block where uh, he saw the returner coming. He saw the angle on his guy. He let one guy go, climbed to the next guy, and cut him off. And then uh, the last thing was Justice. Justice was the last peel guy. To have no wherewithal not to run back up into the pile, but to put a foot in the ground and get the next guy upfield, I thought was tremendous. Those are all coaching points that we work on all the time, but uh, to see it happen in real life. And then, of course, you, everybody saw Tylen's run. That, that's what made it happen. I mean, it was just a great run. You know, taking back punts and not long returns, it looked like it looked similar in a lot of ways to what Tylen Ball said, just in terms of like the kind of alley that you guys build for the return. I mean, is that how it unfolds, or is that like an actual play call for a return and just if the execution makes it look as, as good as it did? Right. That's a great question. I mean, it's an actual play call, but it's always a little bit different every time, but we're always trying to create an alley somewhere. So you can't always predict if the alley be all the way outside the coverage or, or it's one of those gaps, we might call it, or lanes uh, inside right down to the middle of the field. So you never know. That's when the guys always make adjustments based on how they, we say block them how you find them. So you, you enter the block the way you find the block a lot of times based on how they're covering it. And that's kind of what I'm saying. The guys just did a good job in that one of adjusting and, and creating that seam. But then we had a guy come through there, you know, we couldn't get to, and Thailand swung him off. You know, you talk about being strong and the balance it took to do that. You know, that's pretty, pretty remarkable, but that's guys got to make plays, you know, and he did it. There's some talk after the game that, you know, I think some of the Twitter officials felt like it was a block in the back by Calera. You, you think that was an absolute legal block on that play? I, I know it was absolutely legal because I watched it on tape. It was absolutely legal. His hands were in front. For it to be a block in the back, you actually have to block the guy in the back, which he did not do. It doesn't matter how he falls. It's, whether you, it's where you contact him. Moment where you're you were kind of nervous about about it, or, or did it just go so fast that you didn't really? No, it was more of a big picture thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ball security. Yes.
rest of the day. Rainy day, just no fun. Yeah, that that was good. That was good. Our, our guys had, uh, took it took it to heart. You know, we had a couple of plays in there we'd like to have back for different reasons, but uh, I thought the guys did a great job with that because they were punching the ball out and tackling the ball, and we had a lot of exchanges that Lamar did a great job and the backs did a great job with. What were you telling the, what were you telling the players about um, how you wanted them to manage the clock on that last drive of regulation? Were you were you wanting them to get out of bounds earlier in the drive to preserve as much time as possible and then wanting them to let it run a little bit more later? How, what were you telling them? Yeah, we were trying. We wanted to drain the time. We wanted to, it just depends how it plays out. So we got down there with a little bit of time, and we wanted to try to drain as much time as we could at that point and still get as many points as we could. Um, but you also, you know, you don't know. Then, then you're basically deciding you want to get a touchdown. So you got to see how it goes. You know, if it's, uh, if it's early enough and you have to kick the field goal. Talk about the end of the game. If, if, it's, if you have to kick the field goal, you do, then you want to have the time back. That's why the crazy play on the Lamar being down or not was such a – and you, never, you didn't know at that point in time who was going to benefit from time being left on the clock. You just no way to know how to play it. Um, so uh, on the final drive, it was just kind of a matter of let's see how it plays out. You know, Once we got down there and the clock was down a little bit, we were, I was playing for the last drive. To me, it was going to be we're down there, we've got Lamar Jackson and our playmakers, we're going to try to score a touchdown here almost no matter what. You know, and then as we were talking during the game, it was like, well, how far back, fourth and what, you know, would you kick it? And I'm like, fourth and a whole lot, you know. Uh, we're probably going to go for most anything right here. And then it ended up being 17, which was surprising, but we scored. So, um, and then, then I was happy that the time had run down, you know. It gave them less time, and then they had to burn a timeout and ended up having to throw into the end zone at third and six. So it all, it all worked out really it worked out well for us, the way it turned out. John, um, Demarion Williams' window, I think, ends tomorrow. Is the plan to bring him on the roster, or has the decision not been made yet? The plan is to bring him on the roster, yeah. I haven't talked to Eric yet about the details of it, but that would be my anticipation. John, if uh, Duvernay is to miss more time, um, are you OK naming Tyler Wallace as your starter for returns? I think he's earned it. I think he's earned it. <laughs> you know, and don't discount how hard those catches were, right? Those were some tough catches out there. Lamar took a number of deep shots over the course of the game. You know, connect on three touchdowns, obviously. But was getting the ball down the field was that a point of emphasis coming into this game? Is that just kind of how the game played out? Well, I think getting the ball down the field is a point of emphasis, really every week, Garrett. But there's different ways to do it. Uh, the double moves were a point of emphasis against you know the defense are kind of aggressive in certain situations. Uh, we had a couple of play action shots also. And then the way it worked out, you know, you don't necessarily expect a rail route to come wide open like that, but it did for Lamar to see it. I thought it was really, for Lamar to see those two guys downfield was pretty, pretty awesome. And we'll keep working on that. That's a, that's a big part of it. The better we can get throwing the ball down the field, you know, it's, we're going to be a lot tougher to deal with. John, it looked like Marlon was struggling a little on that last drive. Is that Ross says he's still kind of getting fully healthy after the calf injury. How would you sort of explain this? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you watch the whole game, which I did, I think he had he had numerous really good plays where he was in great coverage and was just pretty dominant. And then, you know, there were some tougher plays out there. But he hasn't he hasn't played in a few weeks. He's been kind of on and off with, with kind of nagging kind of injury things. So to me, I kind of attributed to that. I think the more he plays, the more he practices, gets his technique right. Marlon Humphrey is the least of my concerns, you know. He's, he's a great football player, and he's very conscientious. I know he's going to play great football for us. John, what is it about that type of scheme that the Rams run and teams like the Dolphins and the Niners, they do that same type of 
uh, schematic concepts with their passing game. What is it about what they do in the passing game that makes it kind of difficult to defend? Well, I think the be best thing that they did was they made plays. I mean, Stafford, he hangs in there and makes throws. That's kind of, it's built around. They're all, all those offenses that, you know, you talk about them being structurally in the same family, which they kind of are, but they're all built around the way the quarterback plays. And every offense is. I mean, every offense is going to reflect the quarterback. You watched the game last night. Their offenses are, reflect the way the quarterback plays. So the way Stafford plays is, you know, he, he, he likes to operate the line of scrimmage. He likes to run the clock down. He likes to try to find the best play. So they're built that way. He was the same way in Detroit. And then uh, he'll hang in there and make certain throws. And he throws the spots in the field where he expects guys to show up. And then he's got a couple guys that do it. You know, number 10 and number 17, you know, Cup and Nakua. They're kind of built for that. And uh, they made, they showed up under some balls that, you know, you're like, where's he throwing sometimes? And all of a sudden they're making a diving catch to make the play. So, and, and you got to hand it to them. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's NFL football, you know, and they do it, they do it at a high level. And, they made their plays, and we made our plays. John, you have a stretch now coming up with you know, Jacksonville, <clears throat> San Francisco, Miami, division leaders for the next three weeks. How much do you think that will help prepare this team for you know, going into that, that next season? <clears throat> well, yeah, it will prepare us. You know, we talked about that last night. You know, and that's really what it's all about. But really what we're going to be focusing on is doing the best we can to win that game and what we're going to consider a playoff type of an environment and a, and a playoff type of a game, you know, that, that kind of – kind of stakes, you know, so that's how our guys will look at it. John, um, just go back to Thailand for a second. When you go back to, to camp, and I don't know if he was a, you considered him a bubble guy or not, but, but what about him, um, you know, made this, made this team for you? Obviously, you've been here and, and made some plays over the past few years, but what about him, um, you know, put him on the team, I guess? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know that he was – I know he felt that way because I saw I saw what he said. You know, I don't think his, he was really in as much jeopardy as he thinks he was, because he's always been so talented. I mean, we we would not a, he's not a guy we've ever doubted his ability and his talent. I think he's had some nagging injuries and had some slow starts to certain seasons. If you look back, he had some training camp issues like two years in a row. But for him to overcome that, what I look at, you know, and to keep kind of kind of keep bouncing back, and then you know we bring in the receiving group. Him and Devin had to deal with all the receivers that were in here now, so they weren't going to get as much of a chance. Just it was a fact. It was reality. But they, they both handled it with just great class. And Tylen was, you know, nothing but hard work and positive attitude, you know, all the way through. Uh, just always praying for his opportunity and hoping for his opportunity. And then he gets it, and you see what he did with it. Man, that's just – that's a great story to me. You know, that's a pretty wonderful thing. John, uh, with Lamar, you made it kind of two sides of the same coin here, but we saw him be really dynamic as a scrambler, which obviously we know he can do, but we also saw him, especially on that two-point conversion, be just very, very smart about his pocket movement and buying the time he started to find today. Uh, I guess what kind of stuck out to you about how he moves both in the pocket and also breaking structure and getting downfield on Sunday? It's, it's, <clears throat> to me, it's a very good observation because, like we say, you kind of your offense reflects the quarterback, and you build it around that. So Lamar, and there's going to be times we've seen in the past where he'll try to do that, and they might get him. You know, sometimes they do, and you know, everybody's like, "Oh, gee, that's a bad play," and it happens. But it's the NFL. But his pocket awareness, his ability to move in the pocket, I thought the offensive line was phenomenal about staying, you know, you know mirroring their their block and not holding in those situations. They did a great job of that, uh, and he was able to kind of break loose and make some throws or some runs. You know, the run. 
uh, on the third down that came up two yards short on, on their sideline over there to get Tucker even closer in field goal range in that, in that day. That was a big deal. I told him that coming off. I said, you did your kicker a big favor right there to help, help him make that kick. So I, probably one of his best days. I, mean, I just feel like Lamar, I think Lamar played one of the best quarterback games yesterday that you can play, all in all. And he did it kind of the way he plays, you know, but he also did it very within the structure uh, initially and kind of throughout, but also with his flair outside of the structure and did it in a safe way. I mean, he kept the ball protected. And uh, on a day like that, like you said, that was a really big deal. You talked about uh, submitting plays to the league for explanation. Do you plan on doing that with uh, any of them from uh, Sunday's game, namely the defensive pass interference on Marlon Humphrey or the uh, play where Jordan Stout was contacted during the punt? Right. We will. Um, that's what you do. Try to learn, you know, what the, what the thoughts were on it. So we'll, we'll do that, sure. That was head coach John Harbaugh holding his standard Monday afternoon press conference. Next up, the Ravens have a matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars on prime time. The game is coming up on Sunday night football at 8.20 p.m. on NBC. Now, the Ravens will be back to work later this week. We're going to have full press conferences coming for you on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening to the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.